Welcome to the Upside Up Podcast. On this episode, T-shirts were a raging success. Raging. Raging. We are joined by the lovely Amber Horn, new bride of Garrett's. Uh, and how right. are you? She's going to say something before the end. I'm going to make her. So I was like, hey, what about a destination wedding? And he was for it. And I was like, yeah. sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we did. Bada bing. Yeah, bada bing, bada boom. Okay, now it is time for uh, something that took me like two hours to write. So y'all better enjoy this. It was a thing to do back then. I mean, you didn't have TV or anything, so you just went and joined the Masons. Okay. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) The ugly duckling tugged into Yeah, but it's a swan, not a duckling. And now, here's your host, Jeremy Neas and Garrett Horn. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome, friends, to the Upside Up Podcast. My name is Jeremy, and I'm joined by the recent dating graduate, the man of matrimony, Mr. He Liked It So He Put a Ring On It, Garrett Horn. How you doing, buddy? I'm great. That was really good. You Very like, creative. You like that? Yeah. yeah. I was sitting in my grandparents' house, and I was like, got to come up with another one. <laughs> and like, well, he got married. So I just went with it. That was really good. I'm proud of you. Thanks. You've come a long way. Yeah, I have. I have so of you. So you ready to get to some headlines? Sure. We've got a great episode planned for you today, but first we're going to touch on some things that have happened since the last time we talked to y'all. First of all, t-shirts were a raging success. Raging. Raging. That's right. And uh, I want to say a thank you to everyone who purchased those. A special thank you to the Ordinary Store, which is where we purchased those. That's a family uh, from homeschool camp that does that, and uh, we really appreciate them for their efforts. We sold over 50 of them, and we absolutely love the designs and everything. We saw a lot of pictures on social media of y'all wearing that, and that was uh, that was really cool to experience. Uh, I know Kevin Moore posted one on Facebook, and he was wearing his at work that day, and uh, Stephen replied that he was too, and there's a picture <laughs> of him in his office. That was pretty cool. Uh, so a huge thank you to everyone that had a part in that. We will sell those again. Uh well, at least we hope to. We've gotten some orders for that. If you are interested in one, we will take down those orders and let you know when we get those printed again. Over to you, Garrett. Yeah, we're going to a new format. Um, we're going to have a few less episodes. We're going to do one episode a month for now. We're both like extremely busy. Extremely. Jeremy's, Jeremy's going to school for some reason, and <laughs> I got married for good reasons. Yeah. So... Um, <laughs> We're just really busy, but we're still going to keep the show going, and we're going to keep one episode a month, so I guess they'll be about the same length, but only one a month now. Yeah, yeah, so you can look forward to that. This is the August edition, and we will uh, try to do one once a month in the near future. We want to make uh, a special thank you to those who made uh, announcements about the show and uh, really promoted it. There was a camp that was held in uh, Russellville, Alabama, and uh, Miss Vicki Russell made a special announcement just promoting the show just out of the goodness of her heart, and she just enjoys uh, what we do. So that really touched me, uh, and I shared that with Garrett. So that that was really cool. So thank you, Miss Vicki, as well as Seth Rigsby. Uh, shout out to him. He he listened to episode 20 and listened to us mention that we didn't know really what the future of the show was going to be, and he was like, you've got to bring the show back, dude. You have to. And so uh, I, I appreciate those those encouragements that they gave us uh it means a lot to me especially. i didn't know seth listened yeah he, shout out to seth he, he he gave us a question last time he gave us a question this time too i'm sorry i don't remember. it was it was the uh andrew bullington episode that he gave us a question. oh okay his buddy yeah yeah 
That's right. I know Andrew's listening too. That's right. That's right. So uh, you've got the last headline, and then we'll get into the preview. So we're thinking about doing some live streaming episodes or doing a, like a vlog type video on YouTube. Um, but we will kind of want to gauge interest on it and see who's interested in it and if it's something y'all y'all would watch. Because if nobody watches, we don't want to do it. That's so right. we want your feedback on that. Yeah, that's got to swim. Birds got to eat. That's right. That's exactly right. We <laughs> we need we need the we need the feedback. I, he told it, me to say that. I did. Well, you said it in in preparing for the show, and I said say it. So, uh, but that's a lot of effort to do that. So if you are interested in doing that, uh, please, please let us know. Uh, and we, we might do that in the next episode. So the preview of the show today, we are joined by the lovely Amber Horn, new bride of Garrett's. Uh, and right. how are you? I'm good. Yeah, well, it's great to have you. We're going to interview you and Garrett. Well, I'm going to interview you and Garrett about the different phases of your time together as a couple. We're going to talk about uh, your dating years and some things that the listeners and myself can learn from y'all as well as the engagement year. And now that y'all are married, things that y'all have already learned and just uh, things you learn from the, the wedding process itself. So I think that everyone can enjoy that. We'll have the Clash of the Wits as always. We'll have the second edition of the Rabbit Hole Quiz Show, listener questions, and of course, a compelling contemplation. So let's get started. I was when trying to think of what should what should we talk about. We wanted to have Amber on the show for sure, and I was thinking, you know, there are a lot of teenagers that listen to the show, a lot of people that are not married, and I think that there's a lot of wisdom that we can learn from y'all. Y'all may not be very advanced in age, but y'all have a lot of experience now, and uh, a lot that we can gain from you. So, just starting off in dating years, what are some things that you really liked about your relationship and the way that y'all? Uh, attack dating that you might suggest to others uh well you can date and have fun without any money because yeah, that's true <laughs> I, I worked at mcdonald's and was paying my way through college so i couldn't really take her a lot of really nice places or anything um so sometimes we were just chilling at my parents house or her house and watching movies and that was fun and now uh i think we got some good advice from um steven and amy when we were um, engaged, you know, know how to be bored together. Well, yeah. We already knew that because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get to go out and do all sorts of stuff. So, anything you wanted to add, Amber? Well, I will say this: he just stole my answer because um, that's definitely. Let's not have a fight on the show. Right? Excuse me. Say. But um, no, I was just going to say it kind of gives you an idea of how you're going to be in real life. You know, it's yeah. not just all fantasy when you have that when you're when you're, you know, just cooking together right sitting right, sure. watching a movie it's it's real life it's not going to a movie every night or out to a real right. fancy meal so right that was, that was really nice yeah I, I i would agree with that that's that's valuable advice i i don't have money so <laughs> it's okay no, but Alyssa and i have we've followed y'all y'all's lead in that uh for sure Alyssa's joined us today she's sitting beside me over here she didn't want to be on the show, but uh, a shout out to her. She's going to say something before the end. I'm uh, going to make her. I don't, I don't know about that, but that we've really watched y'all as we've grown in our relationship and uh, definitely emulated some of the things that y'all have done. There's a lot of things that y'all have done that we did not want to do. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 yeah, look at me. Is like that it. my laughing face? Yeah. How rude. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So conversely, what might you go back and change or tell yourselves if you could go back and write a letter to yourself uh, that you would change differently, make different about your dating years? I would say don't fight over silly things. 
It's easier said than done. It is, but it's such a waste of time. And I mean, eventually you'll learn, you know, it's just not worth it. Right. Because, it, I mean, it's just, it's silly. And so just, well, just well, try not to waste your time on it. Right. What might you constitute as a silly thing? I mean, really anything that is not, anything that you would not consider something that might keep you apart uh-huh. oh that was so sweet i mean it, it's just one of those things like if it's not a big deal then don't fight over it right if it's not something you would change your mind about uh that person right, right i got you yeah, yeah. That, that's that is some good advice to Jim. like the to fact say. like spider-man's not her favorite superhero i had to let that go yeah, yeah but don't, don't it bothers it. me <laughs> every day <laughs> at least she's an alabama fan yeah okay Okay, <laughs> how did you handle finding adequate time for one another well, with your busy schedules? As you you mentioned McDonald's, and so uh, at that time Amber was still in high school. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, I did rob the cradle. Yes. Well, uh, so there was ample time y'all could find, and then once you Amber went into college and you got a Garrett got a forty hour job and that kind of thing. How did y'all find that time to spend together? Adequate time. Uh, we just had to make it our priority each week. You know, we didn't make other plans in general. And let, you know, if there were exceptions, of course, but in general, we made sure if we were going to have some time over the weekend, whatever it might be, um, we were going to spend time together in some way. Right. Um, like for me, sometimes I didn't get to watch as much football on Saturdays <laughs> as I normally would, but that was okay because I, I got to spend time with her. But we both had to make sacrifices and to, to make sure we were spending time together because. We wanted to end up getting married, and we did. Yeah. We wanted to har- harvest that relationship. Harvest it. Yeah. Good word. Thanks. I live in harvest. Oh, so wow. It's always so on, it's the always on your mind. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Got home on the on the brain. Well, do y'all have any closing advice that you would give to just anyone who might be starting to date out there or thinking about dating? Uh, anything that stands out in your mind? Um, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, just... When you have someone special, hold on to them. Um, do whatever it takes because it wasn't always easy. But um, I knew that I wanted to be with her and she wanted to be with me. So we made it happen. So if you find someone special, don't let them go. Do whatever you can to. And if they're good for you, of right? Course, of course. If they're good for you. Yeah. But. What were you going to say, Amber? I was just going to say, and you know, make every moment count. You know, even if it's five minutes. Just, yeah. It's it's worth. You know, it's just make it count. It's. It's She's, worth it. Garrett's over here miming these weird <laughs> hugging <laughs> motions and whatnot. She's being like really genuine over here and you're patting her on the back. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much y'all in a nutshell. Okay, moving on to the engagement year. This I think this is just an overall overlooked time in any relationship. People always think about we're dating and then we got married. But that engagement year, I think that there's a lot of things that can go wrong in that year or uh, a lot of adjustments that have to be made. Uh, I imagine it really hits you somewhere in that time period that you really are going to spend the rest of your life uh, with this person. Uh, So how did that change your relationship and maybe how you treated each other? Did it make you less selfish and that kind of thing? Because that's it. I know that that's something that people struggle with. I myself struggle with finding that balance between um, still getting what I need, but not being selfish. I'd say it definitely made us both work harder. I mean, especially, you know, knowing that, okay, I'm about to have to start, you know, he had to start, you know, taking care of me and I was about to have to start 
you know, becoming a homemaker for him. Right. So we were both trying to make, you know, thinking, okay, I've got to start making these transitions. And we had to grow up a little bit because, yeah. you know, we're about to start being adults for real, well, yeah. you know. So we no weren't kidding. just about to take care of ourselves. So I think that definitely were some changes that we had to make. And, um, and as far as treating each other, I mean, it doesn't really change when you know you're, when you're dating, you know that that's who, you know, you know that, okay, I want to spend my life with this person. But when you are getting engaged, it's like, okay, this is the real thing. Like, right. you know, and so you just kind of have to, to get that in your mind and say, you know, this is, this is really it. And I've really got to put it into practice now. Right. Uh, I pretty much agree with all that. I will say, at least for me, and I, I you know, I, I, I talked to her about this too. I feel like when you're engaged, there's kind of more. It's it's there's a little bit more pressure to um, work on things because it's kind of becoming real. Like you're gonna have to li- you're gonna you're gonna right. live with this person all the time, every day. Sure. So these little things that are that are bothering you, I mean, they're they're just gonna build. So you gotta. If, if, if she's talking to you about working on something, it's really important to work on it. And if you talk to her about something, you know, she, she's she got to listen to that and, and, and work on it. So um, it does add, you know, some pressure because you're like, well, we're actually actively planning a wedding. So it's it's becoming real. Right, right. I, I can understand that. Did y'all both, did you have a specific moment that maybe you, real, you remember when you, when it kind of hit you after Garrett, you engaged, you asked Amber, to marry you that was like okay now now it's real they look at each other um it it was real for me for when i bought the ring and uh-huh. she said yes sure. so i don't know if, for her but it was i mean it was pretty much real i guess planning the wedding and and it as it got closer and we you know were, when when i bought a house and all that stuff it, it just kept it was never not real but i guess as it got closer it became more and more real right do you have anything to add amber well for me i guess we got engaged early December and of course I mean I said yes it was real but then we went through the holidays and I guess while we were going through the holidays I was just thinking you know this next this time next year I won't be single anymore I'll be I'll be married and so I was thinking we're gonna have transitions to make and things like that and that's probably when it became real to me that I will no longer be a single woman I'm gonna have to be making some adjustments here right sure yeah how did uh, how did y'all handle all the wedding planning and what advice could you give to our listeners in regards to, to planning a wedding? It's a big deal. I didn't do much. Destination Attaboy. wedding all the way. <laughs> it's the easiest thing in the world. <laughs> really. What do, what do you say to those that want um, a bigger wedding? Just don't let it overwhelm you. I mean, don't rush don't rush it. I mean, if you have to take more time to plan it, if you want a big wedding and you have to take time to plan it, take the time to plan it. Because especially if you're in school, you don't want to rush into it or you don't want to rush it and it not be what you want and you don't want it to overstress you. And so just just take your time with it. And if something goes wrong, you're going to be married either way. Right, yeah. But I'm just saying destination wedding all the way. It was really stress-free overall. So. So. Because it was a destination wedding. Yeah, there wasn't like... There wasn't a lot of planning or stuff that... I mean, she had to do a lot, but still, I mean, we had the wedding coordinator, and she was kind of taking care of a lot of it, so... And that would be another... If you if you do want a big wedding, I would suggest maybe having a wedding coordinator, even if you do want a big wedding, because right. they are good about helping you just plan it. So. Right. Well, 
for the for the sake of our listeners, Amber and Garrett had a very small wedding, and it was in North Carolina. They of course live here in Alabama, so uh, that's what she's speaking of with a destination wedding, and why I brought up the idea of a of a big wedding because I know that some people have these huge families, and they really want it to be a big event. And uh, so, what what made y'all steer clear of that idea? Did y'all just both want to have a a smaller wedding? Well. Yeah, I mean, that's just kind of our personalities, really. We just, we kind of... Yeah, y'all aren't go- outgoing at all. Well, we are, oh yeah, we are outgoing. We just... we <laughs> uh, shaking his head. We just, I mean, we're just kind of homey people. We just like, you know, we we love our families. We just, yeah, you know, that was perfect for us. And, I mean, it was one of those things, you know, it was, we were, I was in school and he was working and it was just, we needed something kind of stress-free and it right. So I was like, hey, what about a destination wedding? And he was for it. And I was like, yeah. sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we did. Bada bing. <laughs> yeah, bada bing, bada boom. Well, Garrett is, uh, I say that y'all are outgoing. Garrett is outgoing on the surface, but I think he's an, he's talked to me about this. You're kind of an introvert at heart, aren't mm-hmm. you, buddy? So, I am. So, you know, I can kind of see why y'all would want that. I, uh, I, I respect y'all. I, I personally, I would have thought that a destination wedding would be more stressful because you got to make sure you have everything with you to travel. You're not only are you having a wedding, but you're traveling. Uh, maybe that's just the way I think, but that was probably the only thing is you have to make sure you have it all. But I mean, it's one of those things you forget it, forget it, just forget it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we've kind of, uh, leaked over into the wedding and marriage, uh, section of, of the interview here, but, uh, we've talked about things that you've loved about your wedding. Did you want to add anything else about things that you just really loved and would suggest to other people besides it being a destination wedding? Just all of the it. the place it was was amazing. It was really beautiful. Where'd y'all have it? The Sleepy Hollow uh, Inn, Inn, right? Yeah, and it was just a little place in the mountains. Like you had to know it was there, and mm-hmm. they had places to stay, and it was it fit Amber's personality perfectly. Yeah. And that it was like old school Antique, and antiques, yeah. and it had a nice pond with a fountain and gazebo. It was just a really pretty place, and it was a great place to get married. And it was, you know, with it being a destination wedding, it was really relaxing. Like the day, be- the night before, we were all just playing games, playing cards, and the day sure. of, we were- Amber was getting ready, of course, but I was just like playing cards and yeah. hanging out. <laughs> so. Yeah. How were uh, I didn't prepare y'all with this question, but what were the nerves like leading up to the wedding? Personal for I, each one. I was just ready for it to get here. Honestly, I wasn't nervous until I started to line up to walk down the aisle, and I think it was just more because I mean it was there, it was time, and it was no, just right. like wow, it's here, it's ready, it's time to go. So, yeah. but I, I mean, it wasn't anything too overwhelming. Right. Sure. Sure. Uh, so now, now that you've started your first year to go, y'all are what? Uh, a month and a half, two months in. Yeah, uh, June. Th- yeah, about a month and a half tomorrow. Month, month and a half in. Uh, have y'all? Uh, what have y'all learned about just the start of marriage that y'all are uh, y'all can share with us who are curious? Garrett snores. Garrett snores. Incorrect, but a uh, maybe I do. I don't know. But one thing I learned is sharing a life full time with someone is um, pretty busy especially yeah. when she's teaching. Yeah. So I get off work, go right up to the school and, and yeah. work on some more. And I don't mind at all, but it's just really busy. And it's been, it's flown by mainly because we haven't had any time to, to catch up. So Right. For the sake of the listeners, Amber uh, got a 
Amber is a teacher, and she got a job uh, right out of school that started uh, what this past week, mm-hmm. and uh, so she she had to prepare all of her lesson materials and uh, prepare her classroom and everything, if I understand correctly. And uh, that's a it was a pretty stressful situation. I went up there and helped y'all one night. He did. Uh, it was it was seemed pretty chill, and everything was pretty much the way that you wanted it, Amber, but. I'm sure it took a lot of hard work from both of y'all and family members to get that. So, um, anything that you learned, Amber, from uh, from being married besides the fact that he snored? <laughs> um, I will say this. Being a homemaker is not as easy as it seems, uh, especially when you're working because yeah, you have sure. to find the time to cook and yeah. clean and um you know, getting the routine of doing right. those kind of things. So, but when you have a patient husband, it yeah. is very nice. And yeah. it's cause he's been very patient and he's fine with just a sandwich at night. So, yeah. and she does a great job. Don't let her fool you. <laughs> so. Well, I'm sure she does. I, I just thinking about y'all and everything that y'all have had to do. Um, just in this period of time, since y'all have been married, it's, I can't imagine the adjustment that that would be. I, I was, uh, talking with a co-worker today your your uncle herbert and uh we said that you had gotten this job and you were starting to work and then it hit me like less than two months after being married she has a she's working a full-time job <laughs> and she's married and i can't imagine the, the adjustment that that would be it's it's definitely adjustment for you i understand the guy's point of view more so and i, I just that's quite an adjustment for him from going from a bachelor to now there's another 40-hour worker living with uh-huh. me and she's my wife and you know that's <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, so i respect y'all a lot for that lastly the big daddy uh uh what is advice that you would give to us listeners about how to handle disagreements and differences uh that obviously will be present in any relationship uh especially one of the seriousness of dating and engagement and marriage i'll get back to you on that okay no, i'm just kidding <laughs> um we're still learning that uh yeah, sure but it just takes patience um you know, it's it's different when you're married, but there's still some of the same concepts as when you're dating. You, you got to listen to what they're saying and um, understand that she's the most important person to you and you want to make it work. So just listen and um, try to keep your cool. Yeah. I would say that, I mean, there's, there's going to be disagreements. There's going to be arguments. But just remember in the end that you love each other and that's the most important thing. You know, you, you sure. wouldn't have married them. If you didn't love them, and and it is okay to to agree to disagree. I yeah. mean, you've been raised from two different families, so sure. you're not gonna agree on every little thing, and and it is okay to to just agree to not agree. So sure, sure. Well, listeners, uh, that those were the questions that I came up with, and they've did a they've done a wonderful job of answering them. If you have any other questions for for them, uh, you can post that on our wall, and we might uh, get a you know, written answer or something next episode, but that's what, that's what I had for them. Now it is time for the clash of the wits and hit that music. All right. So Steven is ahead after the last episode, the score is seven to six, if I uh, count it right. And, uh, let's start out with Steven this week. So recently there was this very exciting murder trial in which there was a great deal of evidence against the defendant. But as strong as the prosecution's case was, there was no corpse. And so in the defense's closing statement, 
his lawyer, the defense attorney, knowing that his client would probably be convicted, he decided to pull out one last trick. He said, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I have a surprise. He looked down at his watch and he said, within one minute, the person presumed dead in this case will walk into this courtroom. And he looked over to the courtroom door. The jurors, they were all shocked and they all looked over eagerly. A minute passed and nothing happened. Finally, the lawyer said, actually, I made all that up, but you all looked on with anticipation and therefore I put it to you that there is reasonable doubt in this case as to whether anyone was killed at all and I insist that you return a verdict of not guilty. Well, the jury, they were confused, but they retired to deliberate on the case and within just a few minutes, they came back out and pronounced a verdict of guilty. But how, cried the defense attorney, you must have had some doubt. I saw all of you stare at the door. The jury foreman replied, oh, we did all stare, but your client didn't. Oh, <laughs> I am lost. You got to explain this one to me. What happened? Well, I didn't want, what, what did you say about no courts? No corpse. No I think corpse. I, I was like, that part threw me off. No, I get it. So the, all, all the whole jury looks at the door <laughs> be, okay. because they think, oh, maybe somebody's going to come in here. Uh-huh. But the the defendant didn't look because he knew nobody would come in that door. Oh, so that's what oh, it is. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> it's pretty good. I was, I was, there were so many details, and I was trying to hang on to every one of them, and I dropped one. Yeah, I, yeah the no corpse, I, I kept like thinking he was going to come back to that. No corpse. That makes no sense. Corpse. Okay. And I, it's pretty good. Okay. <laughs> okay, Stephen. It's pretty good. Let's see what Justin's got. My sister came to stay with us the other day. She got in real late one night, so the next morning I got up, was walking down the hallway, noticed that the bathroom door was open and she was there putting on her makeup in front of the mirror. I stopped in to observe and I noticed uh, that she had put on her, uh, drew on her eyebrows. So I said, you drew your eyebrows too high. She turned and looked at me and she looked so surprised. <laughs> I don't know this. I don't. Justin, you've given yourself away because that same type of joke has been said by Stephen on a previous episode in terms of a cashier. I think was was it, but it, it's still funny. What made it so funny was your voice. And then yeah. You sounded asleep. What was? He <laughs> was so surprised. <laughs> Okay, what do you think? I, I gotta go with Justin on that one. Well, that got the laugh. What do you think, Justin? You think Justin? Okay, so my vo- my vote doesn't matter. I'm off the hook. Who were you voting for? I don't know. I didn't understand Stevens when he <laughs> said it. Like I'd have to listen to it again to get the whole thing. And but and then Justin, that was a repeat joke. Like yeah, the punchline was a repeat. So I don't. I the don't delivery know. was really good. It, it was a funny delivery. But Steven Stevens a great storyteller. Uh, so he, he did a great job of telling the story. I was just lost with so many details and I was trying to find the punchline. You know, he preached about stories. He did. If you have not heard the lesson by Stephen Russell on stories, that was one of the best lessons I think he's preached to Pepper Road and he's done, he did a fantastic job. That is on our Pepper Road Church website, pepperroadchurch.org. It's not a sponsorship. I just wanted to, you know. No, not a sponsorship. That's right. Not a sponsorship at all. (laughs) But that was, it was really is really good, so I highly suggest it to you. Okay, so we're going to say uh, Justin won that one, and that will be tied 7-7.
Okay, now it is time for uh, something that took me like two hours to write. So y'all better enjoy this. Uh, and it's the rabbit hole quiz show. I'm enjoying it. Well, good. This is where I went on Google and I thought of a topic. And I just uh, found out a fact about that fact about that topic. And that led me to another topic, which led me to another topic. And I just it's just went down a, a Google rabbit hole. So uh, you can I hope you all enjoyed this. Uh, I really enjoyed the first one. So um, so what we'll do is there are 10 questions plus a bonus question because I miscounted. Uh, I just gave myself away. And there are four multiple choice I will just go ahead and tell you, unless otherwise stated, D is just a joke or it's pointless. So you can, there's really only three choices. Okay. So the first question is Hannibal Hamlin, the fifth. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, Burr. Do we just buzz in? Oh, no. Okay. So I should have explained this. Excuse me. I will go three, two, one, and you say your answers um, uh, on that. Okay. So y'all just say them at the same time. And I'll, I'll differentiate so y'all don't. So Garrett doesn't cheat. And I will win. After. So, um, Bring it. Uh, so whoever scores more, uh, bragging rights or something, whatever. Hannibal Hamlin, question number one. The first, uh, uh, the 15th, excuse me, vice president of the United States served with Abraham Lincoln for the first four years of his presidency. He was the first Republican to hold the office and is considered among the most influential politicians to come from the great state of Maine. Hamlin died at 81 while playing cards in a club on Independence Day in 1918, excuse me, 1891. After falling unconscious, he was placed where? A, under a table, B, under the bar, C, on a couch, or D, on the roof. On a couch, C. We ha- <laughs> you have <laughs> I just explained the rules. Sorry. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go three, two, one. So try to I had to get in early. Do we understand? I understand. I understand. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna go three, two, one, and you say your answers. Okay. Three, two, one. (laughs) On a couch. C C on a couch. Are you just copying him? No, I was gonna say Okay, C is correct. So y'all both have a point. (laughs) Ding ding ding. I got I got it first though. Okay. <laughs> well, you still lost. That's called cheating. What you did. Y'all should see Alyssa over here. She's dying. She's dying. <laughs> uh, that would be a great laugh to have on the podcast. We could just play it. We could record it and just play it over and over. It <laughs> would be funny. Okay. Question number two. The couch uh, that he was set on, uh, Mr. Hamlin, was preserved at Bangor, Bangor, excuse me, Public Library in Bangor, Maine. The library was destroyed in the Great Fire of 1911, which rampaged through the city. In an attempt to slow the fire, which of the following occurred? They set, fi- excuse me, they set dynamite to buildings in the path. B, exploded water mains, causing the Great Flood of 1912. C, pouring all the city's supply of beer on the flames. Or D, held a fire extinguisher party in the city square. Three, two, one. B. B. Exploded the water mains causing the Great Flood of 1912. That is incorrect. Oh. <laughs> uh, actually, all of these answers uh, could be correct, except h- held... I'm sorry. They all eliminate fires, is what I was going to say. Even C, pouring all the city supply of beer on the flames. I found this interesting in my research. Beer is primarily made out of water. Yes, it has alcohol in it. 
but the water actually does help to eliminate fires. So There's a little tidbit. Is that the answer? No, it's oh. A. Wait, they set it? dynamite to buildings in the path to cause rubble. And oh, that makes sense. Let's explode things to put out the fire. Brilliant. It's what they did. I really thought D was going to be set fire to the rain. <laughs> I should have done that. I should have done that. Can I ask a question? Sure. Why did you look up that stuff? Okay, so <laughs> I, I got to thinking about Abraham Lincoln. and What a great I, man, huh? I just had, I just, I was, I sat down to do the rabbit hole quiz show. I was like, where should I start? Abraham Lincoln. So I started Abraham Lincoln, found out about his vice president, which led to this fact, which I oh, found. Okay. Then that, there was a couch, and that couch, it said, was preserved at this public library. And I found out that at that public library, or in the town where the public library is, it was destroyed by a fire. You see? Okay. It's a rabbit hole. I got you. You understand? Mm-hmm. All right. Question number three is tied 1-1. Alfred Bernard Noble, the inventor of dynamite, held over 355 patents in his life. The fortune he acquired provided the financial basis for the Nobel Prize, named after him, which is based, uh, excuse me, which is given to the person who the year before benefited mankind in the largest way. Since its creation, the prize has been given to how many dead recipients? A, 6, B, 1, C, 3, or D, you cannot win the prize while you're alive. 3, 2, 1. C. A. Amber answers C, 3, you answer A, 6, Amber is correct. The answer is three. I win. <laughs> Good job. So Amber has two points. Interesting fact about that: it was given to do to two dead recipient, uh, two two dead scientists or whatever, and then they decided in the committee that we're not going to give it to anyone that is dead anymore. And then one additional person was, and it was announced that he would win the prize and died just before, the, uh, soon before the, the ceremony. And they decided to go ahead and give it to him. So they added one more to that total. That's wonderful. I thought it was interesting. Are you going to? I spent a lot of time on this. I'm a sore loser. Okay. I see. I see how it is. Number four. Thousands of patents are filed to the patent office every year. That means that there are some really weird ideas that people have. One of them, number 7062320, which is a hiccup treatment. This tries to cure the... uh, Annoyance of diaphragm muscle spasms by doing which of the following? All of these, including the uh, letter D, uh, were found on the internet to cure hiccups. Num- uh, excuse me, letter A, electric shock while drinking water. B, spraying water in your face at an unexpected time to scare them away. Keep in mind this is the device that you wear. C, pulling your tongue to the optimal length to stop the hiccups. Or D, helping uh, you perform a handstand. Which does this device do? A. Three, <laughs> two, one. A. You say A, you say C. The answer is A. It provided an electric shock while you were drinking water, and it, it was to break up the muscle spasm loop. Now, dear, what kind of machine would do that, would stretch your tongue to optimal length? Like, what would that have to look like? Well, I don't know. <laughs> what kind of machine would give you an electric shock? I mean, you could wear it around your head. And <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. It's an interesting thing to look up. Or you could put it. You could put wear it, this one around your. You head. could put it down in the water and drink you it. You can and like. <laughs> put it on your tongue. And... 
<laughs> we should have done the live stream this time. We could have seen that. Okay, no, uh, number five. Contrary to popular thought, the first developer of a successful incandescent light bulb was Sir Joseph Swan. You might think this question is about light bulbs, but a baby swan is called which of the following? A, a fledgling. B, a squab. C, a signet. Or D, a duckling. Can you repeat the question? I mean, the choices one more time. Okay. A, a fledgling. B, a squab. C, a signet. Or D, a duckling. Got an answer. Three, two, one. B. D. You said B and you said D. Okay. <laughs> the answer is C, a signet. Every you know D wasn't an no. answer. Okay. I know. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, a signet is what a baby swan is called, and Alyssa is losing it. <laughs> I just thought these sounded better than anything. Well, I mean, the ugly duckling. I know they, they lied in that story because the ugly duckling turned into a. Yeah, but it's swan. a swan, not a duckling. It should be a swanling. But it turned into a swan. A duckling. It's. They thought a- it was a duckling, but it wasn't. Yeah, it was a signet. They thought it was an ugly duckling, but it's actually a pretty swan. But why do they call it the ugly duckling? Because, because that's they what thought they it thought was it a was. duckling. Okay, keep. Going. All right. So what's the score, Alyssa? <laughs> Two to two. Okay. All right. So uh, they both have two points each. Signet rings have been used for centuries uh, of mankind's history for prominent figures and leaders to give their approval or sign documents with. Though much less commonly used today, Freemasons still wear them to signify their affiliation. They have, they have had many notable members over the years, the, the Freemasons. Which of these men was known to be a member? A. Benedict Arnold. B. Elvis Presley, C. John F. Kennedy, or D. Tim Tebow. <laughs> I gotta laugh. <laughs> okay, do we have an answer? Who was the first choice again? A. Benedict Arnold. Okay. B. Elvis Presley. C. John F. Kennedy, or D. Tim Tebow. Three, two, one. A. C. The answer was Benedict Arnold. I knew it. It was so common in those days. Okay. Yeah, it's like I watched National Treasure. Yeah, so yeah. now that connects. You were so cool. I think aren't you? I think that they mentioned uh, in na- my dad thought the same thing, something about National Treasure. So they may have mentioned. It was a thing to do about. back then. I mean, you didn't have TV or anything, so you just went and joined the Masons. Okay, <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. I'm losing uh, by two. Wait, I thought did, it's by one. By three, one, three to two. No, I'm gonna count it. It's okay. So all right. Huh, I'm okay, uh, number seven, John F. Kennedy. Though not a Freemason, was our 35th president before being assassinated. What was his middle name? A. Franklin. B. Fitzgerald. C. Frederick. Or D. Fancy. You need him again? Mm-mm. Three, two, one. B. B. You, you were listening to my answer. <laughs> no, I didn't have a chance to answer. You, I knew the answer to that one. <laughs> okay, the answer is B. We'll give it to both of you. I didn't know if, if that's a... I didn't know if that was a commonly known thing or not, so I just, you know, threw you a bone if, if you didn't Thanks. know it. You're welcome. Thank you. Number eight, Nick Fitzgerald is a starting quarterback for the Mississippi State Bulldogs, Bulldogs football team. Thanks. Uh, Mississippi State is famous for their annoying cowbells, which deafen opponents during the game. How was this tradition started? So listen, listen carefully. A, a war veteran snuck into the stadium with a cowbell and threw it at Ole Miss's sideline their arch rival during a timeout. 
excuse me, during a timeout. After which the Bulldogs gained momentum and won the game. War veteran. B. Practices in the uh, during the 50s were held in a cow pasture. The bells were a staple of the football team's history. So uh, cow pasture would be B. C. A cow somehow wandered onto the field during an Ole Miss versus Mississippi State game, uh, after which the Bulldogs gained momentum and won the game. Or D. Cowbells, contrary to popular belief, are actually more prominently used on Bulldogs. <laughs> Got another laugh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Do y'all have an answer? Mm-hmm. You don't have an answer, Garrett? Okay. A was a uh, war veteran snuck into the stadium. Through I, know the, Ole Miss. I know the options. I just don't know the answer. <laughs> okay. Okay. Three, two, one. B. 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 Practices during the 50s were held in the cow pasture. That is incorrect. Uh, it was C. A cow somehow wandered onto the field during Ole Miss. That is so State. Mississippi State. Uh, <laughs> is it? Is it not? Are you okay over there, Alyssa? Okay. So who's winning? Uh, I, I am. I think it is four to three. So all you can do is tie, right? So no, there's a bonus question. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So there's really not. I mean, there's Shh, really. Can, there's eleven questions because mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm gonna ask the eleventh question because I want to. All right. Let's <laughs> see. That uh, number nine, Texas, not Mississippi, is the largest supplier of beef in America. The King Ranch in Texas. Possessing 825,000 acres is just slightly bigger than which American state? So, which is it just slightly bigger than? Who is this, Texas? This is a this is a ranch in Texas that is 825,000 acres. Okay. A, New Hampshire, B, Maine, C, Rhode Island, or D, Bama, baby? Do we have an answer? Which one is it just larger than? Three, two, one. One. A. A, B was the answer. The answer is C, Rhode Island. See, it's I, just I almost went with Rhode Island because it's the smallest state, but I was like, he's like baiting us here because Rhode Island. I was trying to bait y'all out of it. Yeah. It Way was to go. Of it. But Maine is a big state. I just actually. guess. So you were wrong. I just. But the, she was wronger you, than me. If you think about it, that is massive. A ranch is bigger than a state. Yeah, but still Crazy. a ranch is not going to be bigger than Maine. Well, that would be absurd. What did you answer? A. New Hampshire? New Hampshire. Okay, gotcha. And I answered Maine, and he's making fun of my answer. I think you should go home. You lost three <laughs> You points. have to go home with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, y'all did get married. Okay, number 10. So it is four to three. Number 10. Hidden Valley Ranch Dressing was developed by Steve Henson uh, while he was in Alaska for a job. Uh, the later-turned-rancher originally worked as which of the following? So the creator of Hidden Valley Ranch Dressing what was his previous profession before ranching? A. Postmaster. B. Plumber. C. Office. Uh, <laughs> police officer. Or D. Chef. Repeat those. A. Postmaster. <laughs> B. Plumber. C. Police officer. D. Chef. Three, two, one. C. B. Amber is correct. Oh no! <laughs> Oddly enough, they have indoor plumbing in Alaska. Who knew? I was just thinking that was that's kind of gross that he was a plumber and now he makes... Oh, now he makes ranch. Isn't that funny? All right. So the bonus question, and this one is for the game. Uh, we've talked a lot about inventors today. We talked about the patents and all that uh, and the inventor of ranch dressing. But now let's bring it home. Which of the following inventors was not... Uh, excuse me. Inventions was not created in Alabama. 
excuse me, was not created by an Alabamian. They may or may not have been created in Alabama, but these people were native to Alabama. A, windshield wipers. B, Wikipedia. C, the cotton gin. Or D, the super soaker. I cannot talk during this game. The super soaker. Note, all four answers are possible. I don't understand the question. D is included. Okay, so I'll I'll repeat the question. (laughs) Which of the following inventions was not created by an Alabamian? Okay. Okay. Makes sense. Okay. Okay. A, windshield wipers. Okay. B, Wikipedia. Okay. C, the cotton gin. Okay. Or D, the super soaker. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Right. This is for the game. Right. Three, two, one. A. B. A and B. The cotton gin. I see. So y'all are both incorrect and I, y'all tied with five, correct? I knew I knew I knew that B was tied with four. Not it. I was hoping she'd guess B. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because Yeah, so interesting <laughs> fact about the about this. Windshield wipers were created by a lady while she was in New York. Um, but she was a native to Alabama. When she got back to Alabama, uh, she, she didn't really think it was a very good idea because it would distract dri- drivers too much. That's what I read. It is pretty distracting. Yeah. Uh, watch them. I just go back <laughs> and forth. No. Uh, B, uh, uh, Wikipedia was created by an Auburn and Alabama University of Alabama student. And a like, huge he liberal. Went to bo- he went to both of them. And a huge liberal. It's pretty cool. I did not just know Just kidding. That. Yeah. that's. I, I didn't know that either. He's that's, from Huntsville. Yeah, he is. Well, how was I supposed to know that? Well, I knew it. So why didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, dating advi- uh, marriage <laughs> advice, I guess. She doesn't always know what you know. Exactly. So am I smarter? No. no. You don't That's always definitely not true. <laughs> you you do not always know what she knows. Uh the cotton gin was created by Eli yeah. uh is it Whitley or Whitney? Whitney. Whitney. I knew that. In Georgia. See, I knew the name of the inventor and you didn't. I couldn't remember Eli Whitney, but I, I couldn't remember Alabama if it was Whitley <laughs> or Whitney. But Georgia's connected to Alabama. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then the super soaker was uh, invented here. So it was. Yeah. The what? Super soaker. It's a. It's a uh, water gun. You don't know what a super soaker is. I'm a girl. Girls can play with water guns too. Well, I didn't. I didn't. I well, uh, if in hindsight, you probably should have asked, "What's a super soaker?" But he, she knew. She, it did, she be still doesn't answer it. But anyway. Yeah. So, y'all enjoy that. Yes. No. I didn't think so. I wanted to win. Yeah. Well, uh, <clears throat> I think I lost last time too. You were, I think you got four right last time and the goal was five and y'all both got four right this time as well. Okay. So, uh, I, I, I think that's a lot of fun. I enjoy putting that together. Uh, let's get to the listener question. Seth Rigsby asked, you've been kidnapped. You have but one hope. The character from the last TV show or movie you watched are coming to rescue you. Who are you depending on? Spider-Man. I'm good. Really? That was the last TV show or movie you watched? I was watching uh, the original Spider-Man from 2002 recently. Like, just Saturday. So, I'm good. All right. Who were who you watching? Uh, the Cosby Show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I guess I'm depending on Cliff Huxtable. <laughs> I'm so in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. What was the last TV show or movie I watched? Um... Uh, probably it was Chesapeake Shores. So, <laughs> don't really think I'm gonna live. Yeah, I think was I win. It, was it that not right? Oh, okay. All right. So I think that was, I think it was the last TV show I watched. I think I win. 
Yeah. Spider-Man. You, you would live, yeah. but I don't think Amber or I would live. It'd be so cool to meet Spider-Man. You're getting happy now, aren't you? I'm happy. <laughs> I'm, happy. I'm so happy. <laughs> Gable Duke asked, uh, this one's for Amber. What do you think of Garrett's fish tank? That's what I was thinking of pre-show. Just a little tidbit. What do you think of his fish tank? Um, it's beautiful. It's loud. He is funny to watch with it because he just sits there and looks at it. <laughs> Tell us, uh, you, you told a story last night that's uh, about looking at it. What what did you find him doing? Yeah, I walked in the living room and he had the kitchen ta- chair turned around and he was just sitting there staring at it, <laughs> just looking at it. So, I mean, he Why just, would you get a fish tank if you're not going to look at that's it? That's literally what they're for is just to look at it. Do you ever look at yours, Caleb? Caleb nodded. <laughs> Just, I mean, he, it was just like he was watching it. Like, he watches TV. It was just funny. <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, it's really nice. I like it. It's just, you cannot sit down and, like, you have to turn the TV way up because it's so loud. But it's pretty. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. I'm asking if I can get a fish for it, but we haven't got one yet. Yeah, you yeah, should. You want fish that aren't compatible. You want, like, a male beta in there with my tropical fish. I mean, my paradise fish. And the paradise fish will kill him. Well, I don't. I don't think any... Listener has any Somebody out us. there knows what okay. I'm talking about. He knows what I'm talking about. Caleb knows what I'm talking about. All right. Samuel Hester asked, what is your favorite soft drink? That's a great question from Samuel. Thank you, buddy. Soft drinks are bad for you. Um, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Mine would be I probably Squirt. Uh, it is a it's a less popular the drink. The least but manliest thing. I love Squirt. <laughs> it's a... Uh, it's a less common one but it's just a citrus soda it's not quite like sundrop or mountain dew but yeah so all right what what's your favorite garrett water gun water gun no <laughs> oh you're trying to be manly yeah is that what you're going for? um <laughs> whatever uh, off the rails dr pepper probably but i don't drink a ton of soft drinks yeah you're a tea guy sweet tea sweat tea sweat tea all right burr Mellow Yellow Zero. Mellow, why zero? You just like that it doesn't have calories? Or does it taste better? It doesn't have calories, and it tastes good. <laughs> okay. Don't question her. But I have I a question. Serious. Are you drinking the turtle from Finding Nemo? Yes, I am. Ugh. What does squirt taste like? It's just a citrus soda, so it's kind of, it's similar to... Um, Did you already say this? And yes, it's similar to Sundrop and Mountain <laughs> Did Dew you zone and, out? and Mellow Yellow. <laughs> You're zoning out again. Uh, <laughs> it's similar to just Sundrop, Mellow Yellow, and Mountain Dew. Do you understand? I got but you. It, but it's It's, it's extremely citrusy. Yeah. That's and it's the least good. manly name possible. I love squirt. <laughs> That's my. It's my favorite. Okay, moving on. <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> All right, Matthew asks if uh, let's see if you were a fruit, what would you be? Not what would you eat, but what would you be if you were a fruit? What kind of fruit would you be? Um, I don't have an answer. I, I, I maybe a peach, a lemon, a lemon, because people wouldn't eat you. Yeah, and I like lemonade. And you like you like big hugs, so people squeeze you. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. that's yeah. good. Yeah. Burr? I would be a watermelon. Because you can be plump and it's okay. Wow, well, that was a that was a good answer. I, I like that answer. That's yeah, funny. I I, I like, uh, here's my answer. I would be a peach because I'd finally have facial hair. <laughs> but it'd still be really thin. Okay. <laughs> 
That one got Alyssa. Okay, Rebecca Craig, uh, my coworker from CEI, she asked on Facebook, if you could be any historical figure for a day, who would you be and why? That's a, that's a good question. If I could be a historical figure. Um, whew, that is a difficult... You know, I would want to... I would want to be the guard for um, Abraham Lincoln, and I would not leave my post, and he wouldn't get assassinated. Did he leave his post? Yep. Wow. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That, that's the best answer I've got, just off the top of my head. I want to be one of the apostles. Okay. Be you win. One. I thought about Jesus. I really did, but I was like, <laughs> you can't... That, you can't do that. Can't That's do that. cheating. That, that is cheating. Burr? Uh, um, Not Amelia Earhart. <laughs> that one ended badly. You know they, they found... Did you, they didn't find her. They didn't? It was, it, was that fake? It was, I mean, it wasn't like... It just ended up not being her. Oh. They thought it was, but then they found... That's disappointing. An, yeah. It's my turn to talk. Can I say... if I, Can I be an, <laughs> a famous actress that's historical? Sure. Audrey Hepburn? No. <laughs> Lucille Ball, because she's funny. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Is she still... She's not alive anymore. No, she's, is she? She's okay. Yeah, door Excuse now. me. I, I didn't know the pop culture. Arden Collins, our last question, asked, what is your favorite commercial on TV? And I've thought about uh, th- this question. I like I like the annoying commercials just because they're funny. I like... Um, you know the Goldberg commercial? Call Goldberg. 800-600-6014. I like that one. What about J.G. Whitworth? 877-CASH-NOW. 877-CASH-NOW. Okay, too far. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the, I like those uh, catchy jingles. Yeah. I don't know of any commercials on TV right now. I, I, I haven't watched. It doesn't have to be one now. It could be from all time. I really like the Tootsie uh, Pop one. How many looks would it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? The, the world, world may, may never, never know. know. I like that. What one. about this face from Nick Jr. count from when I was a kid? Uh, burr, burr, burr. Iconic. The, the little kids awesome. don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, he's so good. That's that's a good answer. I also liked. Um, oh, I had one in mind. Go ahead, Burr. Maybe I'll think of it. Um, there's one that used to play around Christmas time for uh, Target before you know they kind of went right. crazy. Um, <laughs> that the lady is like going through the card line with the oh, recording, yeah. and she's like uh, doing the. Christmas cannon or whatever, and it's so funny. She's so funny. That's a good answer. I don't hilarious specifically. I don't think Alyssa's talking and she won't let her voice be heard on the say? podcast. So Alyssa reminds me of uh, a gum commercial. It's it's a newer commercial. It's an extra. Uh, it's for extra gum. And this guy, it's a it's a really long commercial. If you watch the extended one, this guy and a girl that he gives her a piece of gum like maybe the first time they met or something at school and he keeps the wrapper and he draws a little sketch of them um, meeting. And then, you know, like when they have their first kiss, he does the same thing. And then at the end of the commercial, he's uh, proposing and he takes her to an art gallery or something. And it's just a bunch of pictures of his, um, the, the gum wrappers. It's so romantic. And the last one, when she gets to it, it's him holding a ring and she turns around and he's holding a ring on a knee. I'm so it's sorry really I didn't do that. Yeah, it, it was really romantic. Okay. So sorry. He's apologizing to you, Bert. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. But uh, I like that question. There's a lot of great commercials. Commercials are annoying, but uh, 
you know, they get stuck in your head. There's some, there's some good ones. Okay. So the last topic, the compelling contemplation, uh, we got this from, uh, Anna Russell and it was, uh, why is a spork? Why is it called a spork and not a foon? And I don't have a good answer for, but it's an interesting thing to think about. Well, I think spork sounds better than foon. Spork. Yeah. But, um, I think it should begin with spork and like it should begin with the sp from spoon and it kind of sounds more like spoon than fork because it looks more like a spoon. Than a fork. Oh, that's that's a good point. It's a great point. We just answered her comp- compelling contemplation. Yeah. We killed that one. And also, you know, from a philosophical perspective, I mean, if we had called it a foon, we would be asking why we don't call it a spork, and we'd be making arguments for why it's going to be called a foon. It's just the way language works. I mean, somebody decided to call it a spork, so we call it a spork. The end. There you go, Anna. <laughs> don't know what else to say to that. <laughs> All right. Well, I really want to thank y'all for joining us. Uh, Garrett always joins us, of course, but thank you, Burr, for, for tagging along and putting up with this uh, crazy show. We want to thank Katie for her excellent work writing and playing our music. She does a fantastic job, uh, and we couldn't have done it without her. She she wrote the intro music as well as the music that you heard for The Clash of the Wits. So way to go, Katie. We really appreciate it. We want to thank our friend Kevin for helping us record all the music uh, that we put on here that, that we make, of course. Uh, we want to thank Justin and Stephen for providing us with jokes each week. They do a great job, and we appreciate that so much. We want to thank our team for their hard, selfless work and expertise. Uh, our head producer and editor, Caleb. Head graphic designer, Corbin, who did a lot of great work with the, with the T-shirts and uh, continues to do great work for us. He just left for college, so best wishes to him, as well as our assisted Assistant producer uh, Joshua, he'll be leaving this week uh, to go back to Florida College, so best of luck to you, my friend. And then we also want to thank our voiceover artist, Justin, for his work. I want to thank Amber again for being willing to share uh, her thoughts and uh, time with us and being willing to marry one of my best friends. Uh, I know that made him a very happy man, so uh, I want to thank you for that. Uh, you talk candidly and we appreciate that i personally want to thank garrett of course for joining us and doing this with me uh couldn't do it without you wouldn't want to do it without you so uh uh, appreciate that you're welcome did you have something else you wanted to say no no thanks for coming on amber i love you (laughs) okay (laughs) episode 21 is in the books stay upside up in this upside down world remember to give us that feedback uh if you will about the vlog and the live stream if we get good feedback uh, i think i'll try to do that next episode take care guys peace thanks for listening leave a comment on itunes subscribe on youtube like us on facebook and follow us on twitter good job bro Oh, I don't know. No, you did good. You did excellent day. You seem better at my guitar. <laughs> Here it is. Yeah. <laughs> Garrett was like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Caleb, I want your fish. I go on Facebook, not Facebook, Google, and I search something, just something that pops into my mind, and I gain a fact from that, and I create a, a multiple choice question. Anything about double rainbows? No. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Switch one fish for one fish. <laughs> do a fish swap. What is compelling contemplation? You don't listen to the show, do you? Uh, <laughs> do you know what you're doing, Garrett? Do I know what I'm doing? I'm reading these things here. Yeah. yeah. In English or it, Russian? Russian. <laughs> we translate them later. And this is your volume? Oh.
I hear you. Yes. Hello? I hear myself. Yeah, I hear you. yeah so you can... I can't hear anything. Because <laughs> if I'm talking like this, only a certain part of my speech is picked up. I kind of want to bite it. <laughs> yeah, so whenever, these are these have a special waveform, so...